Welcome to the Happy Rant Podcast. I'm Ted Cluck, joined as always by good friends Ronald J. Martin and Barnabas Piper. And uh, boys, we've got some uh, some interesting stuff to talk about today. But before we get into that, I have to share uh, something that I found on the internet, which is our boy Trogues uh, promoting himself as, um, you know, kind of a vid- video uh, author coach kind of guy, right? So it's one of these uh, really? websites. Yeah, right, where you can... Uh, you can pay, I don't know, like 97 bucks or whatever, some like um, number that was pulled out of the ether by like marketing guys as the number which would convey value but which also wouldn't seem too expensive. And uh, you get access to all these videos of trogues telling you how to be a published author, man, and how to unlock that that potential book that's living inside of you. Um, so our our boy has uh, has resurfaced, man. His head is above water. So oh yes, it's uh, at stephenltrogi.teachable.com. <laughs> he spent a lot of time in rehab working on this, apparently. He did, man. He did. Good for him. And, and I sort of feel weird promoting it. I feel like I feel like I, it should be clear that I'm I'm kind of making fun of it and not promoting it. <laughs> but uh, but at the same time, good for him. But at the same time, not making fun of it. You he, know what I mean? He uh, he was harassing me earlier because I retweeted somebody tweeted tweeted uh, quoted me in a tweet, and I yeah. retweeted it with a comment. Yeah. And he came back and harassed me for that on Twitter. So I feel like public harassment of Stephen Altrogi is uh, is fair game, and that's a just a general thing, that's a general you know, rule. And being that Altrogi is sort of like marketing platform expert now, like he will he will recognize that all press is good press. That's so right. That's right. Even if we're goofing on his thing a little bit, it's still like pretty great for him. I think his tagline on that is "Write the Christian book you've always wanted," I, something along those lines. So that's right there is the sales pitch. <laughs> right on there it is nice well boys we have uh we have much to cover today man we have lots of wandering to and and far to do uh which is a in and of itself that statement is an homage to our boy trogues so uh barnabas i want to jump right in with a video that you shared with uh big r and myself this week from nationalreview.com uh-huh. and it's a video about uh identity so basically just to give it a little setup this guy um ostensibly a, a journalist uh, yeah, he's, some, he's from the Family Policy Institute of Washington. I think that's Washington State. Yeah, of course, man. F- FPI, good old FPI. But uh, he went to a college <laughs> campus. I think it was uh, UW, University of Washington, and interviewed a bunch of college students, just random college students, about this issue of identity. And, and what he was getting at was the whole um, sort of gender identity debate. But he did it somewhat cleverly in that you know, he was asking these students things like, you know, if I told you I was seven years old, you know, what would you say? And they, and much to much to his delight, they sort of stammered around and were trying to be politically correct and trying to say things like, "Well, who am I to tell you that you're not seven years old, even though you're a, obviously a grown man?" And, um, and and on and on in this vein, uh, he said, "If I if I told you I was an Asian woman, you know, what would you say to me?" And and so forth. So uh, I guess I just want to put that in front of you guys and gauge. Um, kind of your reaction to it is this um, you know this is this is the kind of thing that sort of curmudgeons will share around and, and kind of think is funny but you know being that I'm in the business of interfacing with college students each day I can I can definitely see this like um, this mentality playing out so I want to see what you guys think of uh, of that Ronnie you can uh, you can go first on this one gosh I don't I think I'm a little I think I'm a little uh almost uh you know 
it's hard to know what to say about it because I, I feel like we've like we just reached this point of political correctness where I think it's almost like we we know what we believe we have a conscious a, a conscience about what we believe and yet there's something in us that is 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 sort of holding us back from actually expressing what we know to be true even if it verges into the ridiculousness and i think when you watch that video i think it really shows that i mean you're just trying to get these 20 year old kids to actually call out a spade a spade and they literally can't do it yeah and one of my favorite moments is i mean so this guy's probably a five eight or five nine uh just suburban looking white guy clean cut um and he says he asked them so what would you tell me if i told you i was chinese and they look at him and you know their first reaction is, no, you're not. Right. right. And they all find a way to say, well, good for you, mm-hmm. and which is the exact opposite of what they they know to be true. But they, right. they cannot say the true thing if it is in conflict with somebody else. Yeah. My, yeah. My, I think my favorite quote was one guy said, uh, I feel it is not my place as another human to tell you you are wrong. <laughs> which which makes me wonder who is telling people they are wrong if not fellow humans. <laughs> Dude, maybe he envisions a world there at UW where nobody's telling anybody that anybody's wrong, you know? I mean, maybe that's the utopian dream that we're currently uh that we're currently selling. And yet that's just that it all it, it all becomes relativistic statements in and of themselves because it, you know, by not telling somebody they're wrong, that is your truth. That is your version of telling everybody that they're right. And if somebody disagrees with that, that's your version of telling them that they're wrong. So the thing always folds back on itself no matter what, especially if you understand even just sort of a, you know, a, a kindergarten version of, of what you know, relativistic thinking is. But it's just funny that at that age, and we can remember back when we were that age, like you know, in our own way, whatever the way culture was at the moment you kind of it was easy to fall into some of those things right yeah most definitely and and i think i see it here where you know kids i mean kids definitely know what's right or they have a strong sense of what's right but they still feel this pressure to not sound like their parents and not sound like you know curmudgeonly right wingers so you know it's it's really interesting and kind of funny to sort of to try to listen to Christian college students suss out what political correctness looks like so that they save face amongst their peers. But yet, you know, um, they, they try to have some sense of, of cling to what's right. So it's, it's really complicated for them, man. I feel a lot of sympathy, I think, for, for college students. So, Ted, Ted, what is – so I want to hear a little bit more about that. Is that yeah. – is are, are are Christian college students trying to suss out political correctness? Is it is it kind of like Christian hip hop? Is it kind of this thing where like they they're they're trying to say something cool but they can't quite get all the way with it? I mean, is that? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think in their case, Big R, political correctness is the thing that's cool. You know, the the, the least cool thing to do is is to take a stand on something. Is to take a stand on anything exactly. Yeah. Is to go into a classroom and say I think that guy's wrong. Or I think this guy's right. Like that's the that's the most patently uncool thing to do, even at a Christian college. Um, you know, so to hear to hear them try to, you know, kind of, uh, I, I guess, workshop their way around that is um, it's a really interesting thing. But it also uh, sad is the wrong word. You know, I, I don't want to be patronizing, but um, I, I guess I just have sympathy for it. You know, because I, I knew. 
I, I remember enough about being that age, and I, and I still have enough of my own issues vis-a-vis wanting to be cool or wanting to save face or whatever that, um, yeah, I, I sympathize with where they're at. Yeah, I, I think – I feel like a big portion of this is age and place yeah. in life because it's – everybody wants to be cool. Everybody sure. – I mean or, or like whatever that stage in life's version of cool is for those of us who are – you know, we're parents cool. That ship long since sailed. But yeah. uh, but we want to fit in I guess. Sure, sure. But for college students, that – that is a that's an entirely different thing. So I feel like these particular students are probably going to look back on this someday. If somebody showed them this video when they are thirty five or forty or forty five, yeah, they'll just they'll think they were idiots, right? But that was the the challenge and the pressure of being nineteen in twenty sixteen and trying to navigate a culture that doesn't allow you to tell anybody they're wrong. And and I'm sure here's the other thing is I think. I think, Ronnie, you started off by saying we know what we believe and we're kind of afraid to take a stand on it. I would venture to guess these – they don't know what they believe. I mean there's there's just a, such a basic lack of logic. Yeah, I would say – no, I would say that's true. What I meant was is that when you made the comment about when they when the guy said like, hey, I, what if I told you I'm Chinese? And you could tell yeah. that they they wanted to refute it but, but there was something in them that was preventing them from doing that. Like they knew in that moment that this dude was not clearly Chinese. Yes. But yet – but yet the argument had followed so far into what, what they had been saying that they, they weren't even allowed to speak the truth when the truth – when they were faced with it. And so I think that's a really interesting commentary on the fact that – I mean, look, you know, I mean we believe scripturally that like there's, there's, there's something in our hearts that knows the truth where it's familiar with the truth. We know what is true. We know what is right. I mean that DNA is built into us. But in our rebellion and in our sin, we press against it obviously. And so it's just it's, – it's kind of – it's so interesting to see such like a clear, a clear path to that, especially with somebody at that age, you know? Indeed. Indeed. Well, I, boys, I did, I did want to say real quick to listeners. Yeah. Uh, if if you haven't seen the video, we are posting, or we will have posted it on our Happy Rant uh, Twitter account and Facebook page, so you can go find it there. If you have no idea what we're talking about, and we just talked for like twelve minutes on something that that lost you, so uh, you can go find it there and watch it, and you will immediately understand the context for this because it's uh it's like three minutes long, and it's both hilarious and uh, and a bit baffling. Guys, is this the most is this the most serious topic that we've ever discussed on the rant so far? I feel like we're all like very serious and just sort of <laughs> I feel downcast. like I feel like we're afraid to tell someone they're wrong. <laughs> Dude, today's going to be a serious day. Boys. No, no, that's a really good point though. Like are are we handling this in such a way that we can't we like, normally we're pretty flip about people we think are idiots. That's true. That's true. And none of us have stepped out and been like those are the most ridiculous, dumb answers I ever heard. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> let me just say it. They're all wrong. Th- all those people in the video and, are wrong. And, and <laughs> completely illogical. And when you listen to it, you just want to like whack them on the head and say, that doesn't make any sense. Like it's the opposite of sense. There. Dude, so I, Barnabas, I this, think we're this back to normal like, now. I mean, this has uh, kind of real world application for us in that, you know, we have little kids living in our houses who will, you know, in a few years be college students probably. Um, yeah. I mean, Ugh. how do you, it's going to be fun for you guys in 2026 when they're answering these same questions. What if, <laughs> it really what's, is, the, man, what's the flip of that going to be at that time, man? I'd yeah, like exactly. to hear. I mean, I, I realize that at the goal of every Christian parent is to shepherd their child's heart to the point where they're going to give all the right answers. Um, <laughs> but, uh, 
I, I just Dude, but no, when I look at this, I just I just want to give my kids a basic sense of like logic and being. Yes. There, yes. there are things yes. that are and are not, and you can't say that something isn't is. So yeah. if I am not a seven foot Chinese woman, you don't get to call me a seven foot Chinese woman, and I don't get to call myself that either. Like some <laughs> things just are, and so it's it's less even about what you believe in a basic sense of like. No, reality is a true thing. There are objective realities and you just – those are the things you put your finger on and say, no, that's true. We don't, we don't get to move off of that thing. Mike, you know what you're doing right now, man? Not being Without politically knowing, correct. Subconsciously, you're, uh, you're regaining so many of the points that you lost with like curmudgeonly table-pounding reform dudes. They're going to love this, man. They're going to love the, the last couple minutes of, uh, of Pipe. Oh, no. Wow, just... do, do I want points with them? I'm Dude, so no, confused. you don't. But, like, oh. we, we've, spent, we've, we've spent so much time goofing on those guys. But, like, they're going to love that, man. When you say, when you say do you want points with them, are you talking to us right now, Pipe? Or like, who, who do you – you saying do we want points with ourselves? Like, or, like, I'm, where are you going with well, that? Well, no, I'm trying to fit in, and I don't know where to fit in. Like, is it with the reform guys? Am I trying to earn their – like, who, Dude, who, am I I who am I trying to fit in with right now? That, and that's that's a question only what, you can answer. What is my politically correct? I don't the happy know. rant, the point where we all became dads on the happy rant. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. The point where we cared about you know, we, we just we, we all here. sound like our dads right now. It's unbelievable. Dude, we're all wearing dad jeans. We all have our cell phones clipped like to our belts. Absolutely. I'm wearing white uh Tucked atonic in walking, walking shoes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Orthopedic walking shoes. I didn't say grandpa. Come on, Big T. Let's not. Yeah, exactly. Let's well, not get nutty. I mean, my dad's seventy, and he is a grandpa. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> Boys, let's uh, let's talk about something equally depressing. Uh, <laughs> yes. How's, how's that for a radio segue, man? That's good radio. I love it. That's great. Radio. Um, equally equally depressing is uh, some news that broke last week, man. While uh, while you guys were in Louisville, just kind of. Living it up and drinking in the uh, the excess and the decadence that is T4G and the in the dream of reformed fame. Uh, There's another pastor, man, another pastor, author, kind of you know B-list reformed celebrity guy who had done a lot of books and um, had a pretty big church. Uh, had a, another fall from grace. He was removed from uh, from his position, and it, it's sobering, man. And I, I have to tell you, I always get. Even though I'm not a pastor, I always get really bummed out when I get those emails or, or texts from people letting me know that that, that kind of thing has happened, and it it uh, it makes me sad. But what what happened kind of on the tail end of that for us, for the three of us, was that it it led into what I I thought was a super interesting conversation about um, just the nature of this platform and the nature of you know T4G kind of being the star maker, but then an admission that. You know, year after year, month after month, we get these emails and these texts about dudes who are falling from grace because they can't handle being stars, you know. Um, and it begged the question, why keep why keep doing it, right? I mean, why keep having this yeah, star? Why keep pushing, pushing people to stardom? Yeah, that's it, man. Like evangelical keep... stardom, which is a strange phrase all by itself. Dude, yes. absolutely. So pipe riff on that, man. I mean, I've said enough and people get the gist of where the conversation is going. So, yeah, uh, talk about that. Well, I think it's... The people who decry pride and and platform more than anybody else are uh, are probably reformed pastors. May, maybe it's angry little fundamentalist Baptist pastors, but nobody hears them because they're angry and little. Um, so it's but the same people who are decrying this, you know, pride is such a threat to our ministries, and platform is not the reason we do ministry, and all these things 
are the same ones who are feeding the machine of 10,000 person conferences or 50,000 person conferences for college students loaded up with the same set of speakers and sort of creating there's a bit of a pipeline trying to get get to become the main stage. I mean, we've joked in the Absolutely. past about like the A-listers and B-listers and C-listers and I think we're like D-plus listers or something like that if that. <laughs> um and so but but there is sort of that sense of like my next step is a breakout session at the Gospel Coalition, and then after that, I might do like a regional event or like a pastors conference. And I, I, yeah. I feel this like I'm I'm not a pastor, but as an author and and somebody who does some speaking, that stuff I I feel that stuff. And, Dude, it's uh, the stairway to heaven as an author, man. You get promoted yeah. there, you you're doing great. Yeah, you get the stamp of approval from the reformed kingmakers, and uh, and and all of a sudden you you jump in book sales into like, oh, you can actually make a dime off these things. You can and, make a dime. You can get your next deal, et cetera. Yeah, and and so, the, but those two things live in opposition to each other, because on the one hand, pride is the biggest pitfall, and on the other hand, we are putting people in a position where pride is the greatest temptation, and nobody can justify those two things, and or That's nobody right. has anyway. That's right. Big R, what's your take, man? I know you and I have spent a lot of time uh, talking about the conference circuit and uh, and and all these things, and where how does this hit you? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I have a lot of thoughts on it, but you know, it's it's. Uh, I think you know we're we're seeing this thing, in my opinion, in its in its honeymoon phase right now, because these things typically take, I think, a long time to work out and to see the implications of it. And I just think that, um, man, as soon as you as soon as you insert a level of celebrity um, uh, in, into sort of a, an organization or a or a movement. Um, I, I mean, you're gonna see all the same pitfalls happen. I mean, our, you know, I think we talked about this off air, but like our hearts really don't have the capacity to handle that level of adulation. I mean, we just don't have it built into us, and that's why when we see these guys fall from grace on whatever level they're falling, um, on one hand, it's it's starting to become less surprising. And I think the minute that it starts becoming less surprising, I think I think we're seeing sort of this change happen now to where it, it, it's almost an expectation. So now when you see what happened last week happen, what's, what's the thing? What was the thing that we talked about? It was who's next. It was yeah. like, who's going to be next? Or is it, is it already a next? It just haven't, hasn't been exposed yet. So now what's happened is we have the mechanisms in place for these guys to have just spectacular falls. And um, again, I, it, this, you can't oversimplify it. There, there's not one straight, you know, easy to, to, to digest answer for it other than to say that, Man, I mean, this can happen to anybody, and we got to ask ourselves what kind of accountability we have. I would say at the top level, at, at, at the place where these people are responsible for actually heightening the fame, bringing these guys up through ranks that nobody else is responsible for doing. What's going on at that level is what I want to know. Mm. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, and it's, it's one of those conversations. I mean, we said it before, you know, we were, we were made to worship you know, we were na- we were made to worship our Creator and not to be worshipped by other people. So I think it it's fairly simple why this happens. But then there are guys like you know Pipes, old man, who have handled the fame you know reasonably well. So it's it's not to say that nobody's that nobody's called to that. I, I just think the distressing part is that everybody thinks they're called to it. You know what I mean? And everybody wants to be called to it, and everybody's trying to be called to it by by you know promoting and angling for these positions. Of, well, because we yeah, because we've prominence. created. 
we've created an ideal, right? As soon as there's yeah. something to attain to, like yeah. what we do is we default to attaining to something. So as soon as it's, as soon as it's on a level where there's like, a, like a level of fame, money and power and control involved yeah. in it. I mean, that, that's something now that we can attain to. And so it gives us sort of a, a, a stepping process. Yeah. And it's just, man, it's just an ugly thing for us. For, it's an ugly thing to happen for our hearts because right. now we can see a path to get to a place. Whereas before, the path wasn't so clear. We didn't have nine reformed conferences, you know, a, a year for us to try to yeah, yeah. be able to get that first breakout at. You know, yeah, for sure, that. man. And, and, and it's seductive and it gives us, like you said, something to strive for. And it, we think it'll give our lives meaning and it's, you know, sexier and more fun than like the day-to-day grind of, you know, whatever our day-to-day grind is. So well, let me ask this too, because, you know, here's the thing, you know, with all of this, I'm not, I'm certainly not advocating there shouldn't be TGC or T4G. I'm not saying that Kevin DeYoung shouldn't, you know, get booked to like speak at these, at these mega conferences. I think one of the things that I brought out that I think is problematic and we can, we can riff about this is why is it always the same 10 guys? Because I think that's one of the ways that these particular pastors platforms keep getting heightened is because they're given opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Now I'm not saying that as a sour grapes thing from our end. And I love how you added the plus on the D there, Piper. You could have just said D list. <laughs> you said D plus, but what I want to know is credit words. Dude. Gracious. I understand. Yep. It was very gracious, but what do, what do we do on that level? And I guess what I'm waiting for, okay. And we can riff about this, but what I'm waiting for is I'm waiting for somebody to get up into sort of the upper echelon of this and do a mic drop. I'm waiting for like our Nirvana moment where a guy goes, you know what I'm going to do, fellas? I'm going to go back to doing the thing I thought I was originally called to do, which was go back and pastor my church. Because well, I, feel, this- I feel like that's, uh, that's Eugene Peterson. Like he's, he's the guy who you never see speak anywhere. So he already dropped the mic. He said. just – yeah, he. I mean, he wrote. He, he what was it? It was. I don't, it was a book that came out last year. I want to say it was like an autobiography, and it was called "The Pastor" or something like that. And it mm-hmm. basically is just he. He uh, he wrote the message. He's written a bunch of other books that have sold well, mostly along the the soul and devotional side of things. And uh, <clears throat> he never goes anywhere and speaks anywhere. Yeah, but, and I and I don't think he pastors a mega church. And like, the, he's but, eighty three though. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, like. Oh, I mean, John, the Kurt John, Mac- of John MacArthur is eighty, whatever, and he was it together for the gospel. Like, it's true. I mean, and, which is sad in its own way. I think my point no is, is, like, when are we going to see? Okay, so a, a young up and coming dude who is seeing some of the destruction around him, some of the ruin that is taking place. I mean, is 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 there going to be somebody that's going to stand up, like a David say, Platt or somebody who's just right. like, I'm going to go do my job and like not just, do this that thing literally anymore. says, hey, all of you out there, don't call me anymore. I'm not doing these things anymore. I'm just going to do what I do. I'm gonna, man, I'm going to go after my wife, go after my kids. I'm, I mean, I'm going to take the important things and I'm going to put my efforts into those things. I'm going to do what I feel like God has called me to do because this is something that I'm just telling you right now, I'm not going to be able to maintain if it gets bigger. I mean, where are we seeing that kind of wisdom sort of, well, you know, kind of rise to the surface? With here's a question. Guys? Who would listen to that sort of wisdom? Because so, for example, I just saw a pastor friend of mine. He's he would be kind of in our level of influence, whatever that is. What do we say? D plus. He, so he, he might he might be like a C minus. He might be a it's like my GPA in college. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, he he tweeted something a few weeks ago and was basically like, pastors, don't feel like you have to write a book. You know, be faithful to your congregation. Well, this guy's published like three books. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, but that you what? Like, yeah. it, like unless you, have to write a book to unless, unless you say I'm done writing books and don't feel like you have to either. 
unless you say, here's the challenges that I faced writing books and the things it took away from me, that's just sort of a disingenuous statement. And that's what happens when a guy stands in front of 10,000 people and says, don't worry about platform. It's like, you're, you're on a platform. What right do you have to tell me not to worry about it? How do I know it's not awesome to be where you are? Well, the only, the only answer to that, I think, is for somebody to walk away from platforming and just say, I'm just, I'm just done. I'm not telling you not to do it. And even right now, I mean, I don't think we're saying, I, I think these conferences and these speakers and these authors, I mean, they've done some good work. I, I mean, I would never deny that. And I'm, and I'm not saying I think they should stop doing that, but they're, I'm just wondering, I'm wondering like, you know, who, who's going to take the, the level of responsibility against this thing continuing to spiral? That's Look, what I'm asking. Have, but I mean, why wouldn't one of these, you know, concert promoters drop the mic too? You know what I'm saying? I mean, we live in a world where, I mean, you can, you know, poke around on your phone for 10 seconds and listen to, you know, 1100 Kevin DeYoung talks or, or you know, right. D.A. Carson talks or whatever. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't think it's out of the question to think that one of these promoters would just say, you know what, T4G has run its course. We're just going to, we're shutting it down, you know? Um, and, well, and yeah, who, we could. What, what, okay, so let, let's personalize this a little bit. If you were invited to speak at T4G, yes mm-hmm. or no? Yeah, I would do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would too. So I don't know that I have a right to yell at anybody for doing it. But they would never invite me. So well, it's a, yeah, it's yeah, that's it's the <laughs> it's the fictitious hypothetical. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be invited either because I make fun of all the people on the stage. But uh, <laughs> it, but that, but there, I think that's the rub. Is that we all feel the friction of like the problem of platform. But if given the opportunity to be on a huge platform. We would right. absolutely do it. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing that I think we're fundamentally missing something. It's one thing. Okay, so for instance, so, you know, I used to play all these big music festivals, right? Um, so there, there's something about being invited to a, a music festival on occasion, playing like the fourth stage, you know, getting the opportunity to play in front of X number of people. Um, it, it wasn't over the course of a 20-year career that that happened. You know, so I wasn't... I wasn't playing, I wasn't playing main stage at like Atlanta Fest like every year. You know, it was something that was, it was a back and forth scenario. It was something that came in, you know, in stages. So I'm just wondering, and and again, maybe this is too minute. I'm just wondering, it just feels like it's all the same guys, you know, sort of being celebrated all the time. And I'm thinking like, I mean, Piper, like, why don't they ask you? I I mean, I would like to hear from you at T4G. I'm not being flippant right now. I'm just saying, like, I would like to hear a D D plus guy, you know, for being generous. I would like to hear him, like, (laughs) come in to T4G and do some. Like, why why can't we see that and let one of these guys just, uh, you know, sit on the couch that week? You know what I mean? Because, and I know know why. Yes, I'm certain this is the answer. Because numbers matter and I am not a draw and neither right. are you and neither is Ted and neither are a million really excellent preachers who are serving their churches faithfully who will never get invited. I mean I had this conversation with a guy who's he was trying to start a he was trying to start a conference and he did not want to follow the same mold where you have to bring in a couple A listers and whatever else. And I just said, You can bring in awesome speakers, but nobody will show up unless you can put a couple <laughs> headliners on there. And yeah, that's, that's called a seminar. Right, yeah, exactly. that's it's yeah. and it's, it's and a it's, meeting. It's their it's friends, and it's uh, yeah. Exactly. So hold on, let's get a little more minute because Carl Truman spoke on this at T4G four years 
ago in a panel. And so what we're saying is, yeah, we get it. If John MacArthur there, if your dad is there, it's going to bring a certain amount of people. But it doesn't mean that it has to be the same 10 guys either. In other words, you could get like a C-plus list guy like like Carl Truman to be up there because he has a lot of great things to say. That doesn't mean that you're going to get, you know, a thousand less people because one of those A-list guys isn't there. Dude, Carl Truman's a buzzkill, though, man, because he's going to make you feel bad about your very special dream. You know what yeah, I mean? He's, he's too reformed for those things. He's, right. And he's, yeah, and, but he's got an accent, so everybody will accept what he has to say. There you go. True, true that, man. Well, boys, we're, uh, we're, we're winding down time wise, and, and boy, it just uh, isn't it great that, uh, that the three of us are immune to this um, kind of temptation on the, on the fame level because of. <laughs> Um, because of the huge platform that we actually have through this very successful uh, program that we're a part of. And part of being um, a celebrity in this way and, and part of the excess of that is that often um, you have the opportunity to, uh, to appear places in public and be kind of showered with praise and adulation. And uh, this is something that appears to be coming together for us, boys, in that uh, we're going to have the chance to record some uh, episodes live in Louisville. Uh, so, Big R, fill us in on the logistics of that, man, because you've been kind of running point on this project. And uh, bring us up to speed on yeah. where it's at. Well, here's the deal. We really want to do a live broadcast. And we've kind of narrowed it down. There's going to be a, uh, a conference, speaking of conferences, this fall at Sojourn Community Church. It's going to be the Sojourn Network Conference. And so we thought we could all meet in the middle. We could meet somewhere in Louisville, and we could do maybe like four live podcasts. And so we've just been kind of uh, – I, I personally have been making some calls and setting up some uh, – looking into some venues to, that, that might want to house us. Just using that D-plus influence. Losing right. that, using that D – C, I'm gonna go see my using my C minus influence. Awesome. Uh, I don't we're like moving I, up, man. I don't <laughs> like people, I don't like people telling me what level of celebrity I am. Using that B minus influence of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah, self, you self you identify as a B minus. Right. Yeah. Well, who are we to correct you? We're human. That's so right. here's the yeah, deal. So here's the deal. You're not an A minus. You know? Well, you're, you're not right. Exactly. Who, you who, identify who, as an A minus, then that's what you are. God bless who you. Are you. Who are you to even call me my name and know who you're talking to, Big T? Let's that's just break right. it down to that. So this is what we want to do. The Sunday night, I believe it's October 24th. We would like to attempt to do four live podcasts somewhere in downtown Louisville. Uh, location is a TBA to be announced. And uh, we just want to get the word out there so you guys can start thinking about uh, attending and making us feel like we, we are building our platforms adequately and that our, our celebrity might, might graduate from a D-plus to a C-minus by this time in uh, October. Dare to dream, Big R. There it is. is there, okay, so here's a question. Our, uh, obviously, we picked Louisville for expediency's sake. It's attached to another event. It's one that uh, already will be bringing – uh, Ronald Martin down to Kentucky, which is somewhat close to Ted and me. Is there any is there any connection to the whole like that's sort of the reformed epicenter currently? And it, it's kind of I kind of feel like we're going into the belly of the beast here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we, I think we are. And I think given the fact that there's going to be a lot of reformed dudes in town for that conference, I think we can end up uh, offending a lot of people that night if they catch gist of the podcast and we can yeah, get them out. Awesome. Yeah. I'll just knock them out all at once. Do you think we can get any of the uh, any of the southern faculty to show up? 
Now, I, I mean, I, I got a, I, I got a text out to Al Mohler, but fellas, I don't. Okay, good. I don't, yeah. I don't know if he's going to get back to me in time or not. So that you know, that, Mohler is like a rap star. I mean, he has several phones. You know, the the numbers of which are just kind of and an entourage. And an entourage. So, I mean, you, you may well have texted a phone that he's no longer using, Big R. So don't take it personally if he doesn't get back. It's just well, that. and I think, I think we're talking. Right. Because, yeah. you know, we'd love to have him on as a guest. But I, I think we have other options for that, too. We can get on a guest or two, too. I mean, I, oh, Piper, yeah. I, th- I think you're a little well-connected, you know, definitely above and beyond Big T and I. So maybe you can pull off a couple of miracles as well. Oh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely work on it. And uh, Dude, since we're in Louisville, we could get, like, Owen Strahan on to rap maybe on the program. Absolutely. Well, we could, you know, maybe we could get him on and talk about the roles of women in the church because we all, uh, you know, that that would be fun and non-controversial. Maybe we it could would. have him rap about the roles of women in the church. <laughs> A little complimentarian rapping, which is what the whole world needs. That sounds delightful. Absolutely. <laughs> Boys, this so, event is going to be delightful. Um, and what we need for this, and I'm, I'm just going to be bold here, guys. We haven't talked about this in our in our production meetings off the air. Um, I, I would consisting like consisting of seven texts. <laughs> exactly by production meetings, I mean a few minutes of texting. Um, I, I would like to have a presenting sponsor for this event. Yes, absolutely. So I think someone needs to come on board and throw us some cachiche so that we can, um, so that we can travel to Louisville in style and have hotel rooms and and just do this thing right, man. We'll so. settle for hotel room. Yeah, you know? <laughs> hotel room, <laughs> and we, uh, and and gas paid for. Absolutely. So if you uh, if you are a business owner of any kind or just a, a very uh, kind of involved individual and want to be the presenting sponsor on our uh, on our live event, um, hit us up through all the typical channels and uh, it would be amazing to make that happen. I'm pretty sure it's tax deductible, too. So if you decide to donate lots of money to us, you can write it right off. That's right. Yeah. That's and we right. should have, you know, I'm, I'm guessing by the summer with a with a couple months advance notice, we should have all the info squared away. We'll be able to get it out there, start yeah. promoting it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, the, yeah, have a way for you guys to connect with it and uh, start chatting about you, it maybe on Facebook. You think we could get Al Trogi to help us since he's sort of a marketing whiz now? Dude, maybe we could, man. He could, uh, yeah, he could he could set up some, do some marketing materials for the maybe event. Maybe we could bring him in as a special guest. It'd be like his grand unveiling oh, after, uh, it'd be like a comeback tour, you know, grand comeback after rehab. I mean, it would wow. be that would potential be crazy. there. Wow. Wow, yeah. wow, Steven, wow. if yeah. you're listening, and we know you're not, consider this a, uh, consider this an invitation. Consider an invitation, even though we know you're not, we know you are, and... Uh, <laughs> Guys, you know, that would be that would be such a special radio moment to have Trogues back on the program. Guys, I, mean, I feel like we're starting to talk about exhibitors now. Is that is that there wouldn't the be a dry eye in the house, man? Yeah, we need a we need like an exhibit hall so we can have people. I mean, is Lifeway going to be there, Piper? I mean, what are we talking about? Mm, nah. Lifeway is nervous enough about me doing this. I'm not sure they're going to put a lot of money into it. Dude, okay. can we get Crossway there to kind of promote all of our Crossway books? Oh wait, yeah, never. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you, you guys soon big R to make a crossway joke. You got stuff. You still got stuff in the hopper with him. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I, I would love to. I, I mean, hey, crossway. I, I'd love to. I'd love to write hey, crossway. Something for that's you. big T making fun of you, not me. Right, that's not big R. <laughs> wasn't right, me. wasn't me. I swear. Let's be real. Well, wait a minute though. I thought our uh, our adult coloring book, our pre our <laughs> colored adult coloring book, was coming out on Crossway. I thought we got a deal. Oh uh, man, we're we're still working with uh, Crossway Children's on that, but okay. Uh, all right. You know, we'll we'll see. We'll hopefully have some answers by the time of our live event. Gosh. All right. So many possibilities. Guys, so it's fun to dream together, isn't it? Yes. It is. It's like it's like having a production meeting while recording. What, 
What I like to do is talk about the damaging effects of fame and then spend 20 minutes dreaming about how I can be more famous. You know, <laughs> that's how I like to end every program. Right. By doing a podcast at a coffee shop in Louisville on October 24th. Yeah. Right. That is the epicenter of fame. That's sort of like that's the Wembley Stadium of our business, boys. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you recognize it for what it is. I'm well, so gentlemen, we have uh, we have wandered. <laughs> we have wandered to and fro. Uh, as always, it has been fun, and uh, I appreciate you guys, and I appreciate uh, everyone who will pour into that not sad coffee shop in Louisville next fall to uh, to listen to us in person. Until next time, uh, Rachel the Hell Evans. Hi, friend. Are you stressed? Maybe even worried about so many needs around you that you've forgotten you are worth taking care of too. Well, I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. I want to invite you to join me as I share practical tips based on science, inspired by God's Word, to help you spark joy and restore God's peace and love to your soul. Subscribe now and go to lifeaudio.com.